Hi, welcome to the Rye Radio Hour. We're here with uh, Reverend Michael Kurth, who is curate of Christ Church in Rye. Let me start by asking an odd question. I was an English major, and forever I'd be reading these Victorian novels, of, and there's always the character of the curate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's overworked, uh, the rector is living in Italy, and the curate's doing all the work, but not getting recognition. He's got nine kids, and so on and so forth. And here I am, and I'm meeting a live curate. So, let's get out of Victorian novels and you tell me, what does a curate do? That is a great question, and one I get all the time, to be honest. Uh, A curate is uh, a priest. Um, In our Anglican Episcopal tradition here, uh, the curate is kind of a first-time job, a first job out of seminary. Um, And so, in Victorian times, in in your example you gave... There's a little bit of a different definition for, in in England, cures, uh, the job is kind of called a cure because the pastor, the priest is the cure of souls. That's kind of where it comes from. And in England, uh, curacies, the job, um, curacies are more prevalent and there seems to be um, more more jobs that aren't just after, directly after school. Whereas this one in America is a, curacies are directly first jobs after graduating from seminary. So you've just graduated from seminary, I got it. But let's go back to the the original meaning of curing souls. How, in this era of constant media, you know, people are on their phones all the time, they're communicating in Mm -hmm. many ways, they talk about the fact there's no time in life because in some ways, they're always engaged in this digital environment. How do you cure souls uh, when so many people's attention is, uh, I would say, distracted? I'm not right, sure, sure right. what the word is here and so on. I think that is a good word. And there's a lot of things pulling for our attention, whether it's, you know, it could be church or whatever spiritual relationship we're searching for or sports or school. And all these things, of course, are very valid and, and important uh, things to participate in. As a priest and as someone who kind of is living this cure of souls um, life, we, it's important for us to notice that and to not downplay those uh, tensions that everyone faces for deciding what to do uh, with their time. Uh, it's also part, part of our job to realize the sign of the times, right? Which is people are um, having to decide between all these different things to do with themselves and with their families. And so if people give us their time, whether it's on a Sunday morning or volunteering throughout the week, whatever it might be, we want to make a place for them that is holy, but also life-giving and some place where they can encounter God in a way that's different from all those other areas of their life. So one of the things that you probably noticed, where are you from, by the way? I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Uh, this this ain't St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, in many ways, people sacrifice a great deal to move to Rye because you know it's very expensive mm-hmm. and one thing other and so on, and they want to get the most out of it. And I think there's an expectation in some instances that this is kind of a perfect place, mm. and that lives themselves can be perfect mm. uh, when. Bad things happen. Uh, sometimes I get the feeling in Rye, it's a little harder to deal mm. with than mm. maybe in a working class St. Louis. So mm. You know mm. what I'm talking about? you find that a, a bit or not? Or, I, I do. We have seen a lot of that where there is a um, desire to kind of put on the front that everything is good 
at all times. And again, I completely understand that. I'm sure that I do it myself mm-hmm. a lot. You know, we don't want to let anyone see, yeah. you know, the dirty laundry of sorts. And so um, I think that now that can lead to some real problems, if not sometimes, unfortunately, you know, some tragedy and, and, and people not feeling that they can share those things or they don't have the community uh, to offload their troubles and their problems. So how do you encourage people uh, in an environment in which you may not want to express that? How do you encourage people to share that with you? These are great questions and ones that we're trying to work on and figure out here. Right now, we have found a lot of... um, we found renewed energy in our scripture study here. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the last year or so, we've not only added some new uh, opportunities for people to come together in smaller groups to study scripture. So this is at night? This is at Bible study at night? Bible study at night on Tuesday nights. There's a men's group and a women's group uh-huh. um, that meet. Um, there's typically food and drinks and other you know, libations that you know, encourage uh, community bonding, let's say. Um, but there's also a Wednesday morning Bible study of a small group. About 15 people come to that. Um, and it, even though, of course, the focus that brings people in is you know, looking at the word and how Jesus or whatever story we're looking at is yeah. uh, relevant to our lives. What ends up happening, we found, is that people open up in ways that um, in these spaces because they feel um, trusted and there's mm-hmm. bonds of there's communal bonds there with other people in the room and you know building those relationships over time it, it does take time but we are finding that there are ways that people can do that especially through church settings whether it's scripture study or choir mm-hmm. or outreach where people can kind of let their guards down and say you know this is what's going on in my life and this is how you know I see maybe God moving through this and I'm worried and lost yeah. and I need help and there's like already a built-in community to help. Them. So, in your training, um, I don't know anything about how uh, uh, you're trained. Is, was there any time spent on pastoral care? By the way, uh, that's a. I keep on saying this. These are great questions you're asking. <laughs> you know, when you go through seminary, there's about uh, the seminary that I went to splits the tr- the areas of study into five different areas, and one of which is a ministerial. Yeah. Uh, so practical ministry, you could say, and that in, that uh, encompasses everything from preaching to pastoral care. Now, again, we're, we're, all seminaries are different. Where I went, you had to do at least one pastoral care class. I did, I think, two. In addition to that, I also did a what's called a hospital chaplaincy. Oh, um, so tell you, me about that, because uh, it, as it happens, I... I've had a whole number of, ins- of, of uh, illnesses and hospitalizations, and I've been visited by, mm-hmm. by uh, uh, pastors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often that I actually can kind of grade them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a great visit, or <laughs> sure this guy wanted to be a yeah. minister yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about hospital. Did they talk you know, about that? It's, oh, yeah. So yeah. In, in our tradition, in the, in the Episcopal Church, there's, uh, it is almost mandatory in most uh, places to for young priests or for for priests to to become a priest to do a uh, clinical pastoral education it's called cpe and that's going into a hospital setting working pretty much full-time for maybe a summer or a semester of duration oh yeah so So how did you find it Uh, you know it was 
a valuable experience and it teaches you a lot of things. Some people, it teaches them that that's a calling to be in those places with people during crisis or during long-term hospitalizations. For me, it was a calling that I should spend more of my time in parish ministry, so to speak. (laughs) Um, I, and I think, I think my characteristics and the things that the gifts that I bring are more suited for parish ministry. Um, Hospital chaplaincy is very, very it really is a calling. And there are some people who have, have kind of quietness about them that works. And, of some who kind of walk in and they're kind of hail fellow well met and you're lying there with tubes all over you yeah. and you feel like whatever and and this is not the moment for yeah. this you know sunny personality <laughs> and the worst question yeah. you should never ask of course is yeah. how are you feeling yeah terrible yeah. what do you think I mean, I, and, <laughs> and it happens to be the way we, every everything opens up right that's like we, there needs to be a phrase book or something of, of how to kind of initiate those conversations. And you're right. You know, so often people will walk into hospital rooms that maybe even listeners have had this experience of seeing a loved one in a condition that they're not used to and you don't know what to say. And sometimes the best thing to do is just be, either be present or not yeah. be present as yeah. the person who is. So what do you like to do? What, what's, what aspect of... Uh... Uh, parish work you yes. get the most joy out of. I love preaching. Preaching is uh, something I uh, feel called and I'm very, uh, very lucky to have the uh, pulpit uh, every week or two. Um, my rector, the rector Kate Malin, and, and I um, switch off pretty much every other oh, week you do. preaching. Yeah. Um, I feel called to that ministry. I also feel very called, um, in addition to pastoral care, I, I help kind of oversee the the pastoral care. Of so, how, how do you write your sermons? Uh, oh. <laughs> and where? You know, and where? Uh, you know, the, you they, they are online. You're do. running, to, you know, Reverend Love yes. and Presbyterian. Yes. He's in Starbucks, right? Yeah, 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 that's good. So, you know, they are. We do put them online. So, the, let the listener beware that yeah. you can even go onto our YouTube page and find them. Um, you know, it's funny. The there are expectations in church of for sermons, right? Some traditions expect a twenty-five minute sermon, if not longer. Yeah. And if you don't get that, you're gonna they're gonna be mad. Our expectation here is about ten to twelve minutes, and it's closer need, to the homily and the Catholic yeah, right. Church, you know. And you need to pack a punch, and it needs mm-hmm. to be smart. Um, depending on the situation of how the community is, it can be yeah. funny. Sometimes that's a, it's a good way to share, you know, about what's going on in your life. I like to focus really on the on the God, the, the word, you know, what is being what we're seeing in the word uh, in the scripture text that day, and how yeah. that applies to our our current life. And where do I where do I write them? Is that a, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, a lot of people say, yeah, to get out and to leave your typical office space. Right. Right. I love pulling from books and internet inspiration. And yeah. so I tend to write mine in my office. But I will say that our grounds here are so lovely, especially in spring and in fall. And, um, and so it's a little too cold to go outside right now. But I'll, I'll often find myself bringing, you know, like a laptop. So do you get outside. inspiration by being outside? Oh, absolutely. You know, you, um, many Christian uh, theologians say that God is in everything, right? So whatever you, wherever you turn around, whether nature, humanity, God is imbued in the things that we see. And so you, just by watching and looking around, you'll see beauty in all these different places. And well, let me ask you uh, uh, the hardest question. Okay. Uh, 
which I asked uh, actually over at Presbyterian because we were looking for a new minister and everybody, for some reason, we're all packed in there and people are asking questions about management of the church and this and that and one thing another and so on. And finally I got irritated and I raised my hand, stood up and I said, aren't we looking for someone who will get us closer to God? Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you help your parishioners mm-hmm. get closer to God? Yeah. Sorry, this has been a, I know. It's a great, <laughs> great questions, you know. <laughs> And I love talking about this stuff, so I'm kind of sad that we're starting to come to the end of our time here. How do we get our people of this place closer to God? Well, I think that begins with... um, It begins with a openness, not only to to the the liturgy or the prayers that we have, but also to welcoming new people. Um, new people are coming through the doors of our church all the time yeah. and um, they're searching, right? Yeah. Um, they are stressed and are overworked and finances might be tight. Um, and May they have the illness. La- What's that? May have illness. Yeah, illnesses. Yeah. Like all the things that come with life. Yeah. And the last thing people want, I think, especially in this time. Difficulty is with to, their children. Yeah, all these things. And I think the last thing, people want connection. They want connection. And so we try to establish that connection here early through um, what we call like a holy hospitality of sorts. And so that's when you meet people walking through the door that they're going to shake your hand and try and get to know you and invite you back. We hope that our Sunday services, which of course is the most um, FaceTime that we get with people um, from this community um, every week, we hope that those services are uplifting, but also speak to people of this day and age through the the music, the beautiful music, and through the prayers. Um, Sounds as if you're, uh, to to quote uh, Ian Forster in Passage to India, uh, only connect. Is that part of your message here? Well, the connection is is important, and our job is to find where what kind of connections people are looking for, right? So someone might come in and really be looking for um, female friendship, right? And Mm -hmm. so they will like women's ministries, and so we can connect them to that here through either scripture study or different women's groups that we have, um, which we're thankful here in Rye. We've got a number of strong. ministries that are, are driven by uh, women. Yeah. Um, there's connection, of course, to the preaching. You know, I, I've heard that people, the number one reason people come to a church and tend to stay mm-hmm. is because of good preaching. And so we want people to be able to connect to that and hear how their life is reflected in the stories of the Bible mm-hmm. and current times. Um, and then connection, of course, within the community. of um, We've noticed it's been funny in the last year or two since uh, Kate and I began here together. She started a year in um, March of 2018, and I started in July of 2018. And so in that time since we've started, we've noticed people lingering longer after the service more and talking to That's get to great. know each other. That's great. Um, so there, it really is becoming this place of connection. Yeah, and then yeah. the connection, in, in, of course, in many different ways, how, depending on how people are looking well, uh, as we um, uh, uh, finish up, uh, uh, Reverend, if you find this to be awkward or not, uh, maybe, and I don't know in your tradition whether or not we hold hands or not, uh, maybe we'll, uh, if you can offer up a prayer uh, for Absolutely. Rise communities. Absolutely. So, let's do that. Yes, okay. let's do that. Okay. And let us pray.
Gracious God, we thank you for this place of Rye and for the blessing that this community is, for the people of this place, for our leadership and um, our civic leadership and for those who volunteer and for those who um, give of themselves to make this a better place for us. Um, we, I give you thanks for the, the witness uh, and re reporting of this, uh, of this Rye record, but also um, our friendship with them. And uh, I also thank you for the people of this place that we hold in your hearts. And God, I ask you to bless this town and the city of Rye the surrounding uh, places and all the people who listen to this podcast that uh, with safety and good health, especially for this holiday season. Um, and we ask all of this uh, through your love and with your love. Amen. Amen. Amen.